<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, November 6th, 2023. Larry Johnson joins us now. Larry, always a pleasure. Thank you for uh, coming back on the show. Good morning. Before, of course, before we get to the latest on Israel and Ukraine, I just want to ask uh, Israel and Hamas, I want to ask a few questions about Ukraine. Sure. Um, General Zeluzhny, the well-respected military commander says the war is at a stalemate and President Zelensky has fumed over the fact that uh, General Zeluzhny thinks that and would have said that. What does that tell you? Um, a, they don't know the definition of stalemate. And B, I think uh, Z- uh, Zelensky is spending too much time with cocaine that it's affecting his judgment and perception. Look, this we're, we're seeing the end game already unfold. Uh, that is indicated by the number, growing number of newspaper articles that are appearing in publications that previously uh, had the cheerleader uniform on for Ukraine, praise Zelensky to high heaven. I mean, we talked last week about the Time Magazine article. Uh, since then, you've had uh, articles in The Economist. You've got the Financial Times writing. You had NBC News put out an article. And Zeluzhny is coming out and is, I'm not, it's not really clear what he's trying to do. Uh, because uh, on the one hand, he's painting a pretty bleak picture of Ukraine's prospects, but then still sort of uh, ending with the happy talk that, well, we still have a chance. All, all we need is some you know, more cowbell. Uh, you know, give us more weapons, more uh, ammunition. And Zelensky is, you know, he's starting to fire uh, some generals uh, and uh, senior military personnel. I, I I see that as a recipe for a coup. At some point, I could see the Ukrainian uh, army rising up and say, okay, wait a second. We're not going to let this clown send us to our deaths. And they'll push back. So it's it's a very chaotic scene. They realize they're no longer front and center. They don't they no longer have mommy and daddy's attention in Washington D.C. Chris, uh, let's go to the um, uh, meet the press interview where he drops the f bomb. I mean, he, here here <laughs> is uh, President Zelensky a bit unhinged yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. on uh, before meet- you go, if you want to share what keeps you going? Do you ever feel defeated? I have a lot of power. 
but even feeling strong and have a lot of energy, it doesn't mean that we want to fight all our life because the price is high, like I said, because the war takes the best of us, the best heroes, the best men, women, children. That's it. But we are not ready to give our freedom to this terrorist Putin. That's it. That's why we are fighting. That's it. It sounds like the uh, NBC News report, which was right before that interview, right. that U.S. and EU officials have addressed the topic of negotiation with him has not resonated well with him, but maybe he's resigned to it. I don't know. He seemed unhinged there to me. Yeah, no, he's he's not accepting it. Uh, he's pushing back. And, and it's, uh, you know, there's a movie out several years ago about Adolf Hitler's last moments for the last days in the bunker uh, in Berlin. And it's called Downfall. And it, it's almost like this is this is the 21st century version. This is Downfall 2 uh, with Zelensky now replacing the Adolf Hitler crazy role. And he is out of touch with what's happening militarily on the ground. Uh, Ukraine's not advancing, it's retreating. Ukraine does not have the manpower. That's, that's the critical thing. They, they've suffered so many casualties and they're having so many difficulties in recruiting. Their, their recruitment goals, they only, they only recruited 13% of their goal. And the average age of the guys are now 43 years of age, which means you've got you know, guys 50 and, and into their 60s uh, that are serving. And, you know, uh, they may think they're young, but, uh, you know, your body starts wearing out after a point. There's limits to what you can do. Do, do you uh, give uh, credence to the NBC News report that U.S. officials, I don't know who, Sullivan, Lincoln, <clears throat> Austin, Victoria Newland? Uh, and EU officials have either discussed among themselves or to President Zelensky or to their counterparts in President Zelensky's uh, uh, hierarchy that negotiations with the Russians should now be considered, something, of course, they could have done two years ago. Yeah, no, this is, this is a clear signal that the administration policy is shifting. This is the, the, the people that wrote this at NBC News. They didn't just wake up one morning and go, gee, what? What am I going to write today? What's uh, hey? I, let's talk about the possibility of negotiations. That, no, that's not how it happens. They're they're in contact with administration officials. It could be somebody that works for Blinken or or Sullivan that goes and says, "Okay, look, here's here's what's going on. Here's here's the state of play. We need somebody to you know get this message out there." And boy, the NBC News happily would jump on that. They got a scoop. And so when you start seeing these kinds of stories appear, particularly when you have administration officials, usually unnamed, but they're, they're saying these things and it's getting out there, it shows that the policy direction is shifting and it's shifting dramatically. If Zelensky goes, I mean, who takes over, a moderate uh, or a Nazi? It depends on how he goes. You know, so if, if there is... Uh, uh, a military coup directed by the Zeluzhny types, uh, I doubt that that would necessarily lead to control of the government by the Azov, you know, the neo-Nazi elements. Um, there's some that say that, uh, you know, Zelensky is hanging on for dear life because 
he's fearful that if he if he does show any inclination to negotiate with Moscow, uh, that the neo Nazis will whack him, you know, they'll kill him. So it, it's it's very unsettled, and they, they they continue. The West continues to sort of try some to show some support. Uh, von der Leyen, the head of the uh, European Council, she was over there, uh, but uh, the the volume of uh, weapons that are flowing in has has been shrinking because it's getting diverted to what's going on in Israel. In Israel, is the IDF running into serious, violent resistance in Gaza? It depends on which uh, propaganda video you want to believe. You know, <laughs> Well, according so, to your sources, we're looking for the truth, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so the IDF is putting out the, the what I call the victory videos. Boy, we're moving, we're, we're conquering, we're grabbing this, we're blowing up tunnels. Things are things are peachy. Then you get the idea, the videos from Hamas and from Hezbollah that show them scampering out of tunnels, uh, blasting Israeli tanks with uh, RPGs. Some of them homemade. So. What I take is I, I'll take Fox News for the accuracy and then calling what's going on. They had a report out yesterday where one of the reporters was with one of the frontline Israeli units in the Gaza Strip, hunkered down, reporting that, yeah, the IDF is clearing block by block, but we've suffered over, and he used the phrase, over two dozen losses. So... Um, if you've, you know, if you've got a company size element, that's 150 guys and that, and you're moving down the street, you know, so you're suffering at least 10% casualties. Uh, uh, (laughs) Antiwar.com reports this morning, 330, uh, IDF dead. That would be, would that be significant or nominal? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's significant. Uh, the, the war, it's sort of the benchmark. If you go back to the war, their invasion of southern Lebanon in 2006, uh, they suffered around a total 2,300 ki- killed in action during that entire operation. So this one is just sort of getting underway. Uh, it, you know, th- frankly, we don't have good intelligence about what's going on in the city, other than the fact that Israel continues to launch airstrikes against uh, facilities that they say uh, are harboring uh, Hamas uh, troops, Hamas leaders. Uh, What we see on the video images are lots of civilians, lots of children that are dead um, and are are severely wounded. And and that's having the effect of further inciting anger in the public around the world outside of the United States. And what we're looking at is uh, an IDF, Israeli Defense Force uh, video, showing what the IDF claims is a hospital being used as the entrance for tunnels and as a place from which uh, Hamas is shooting at Israeli soldiers. If you look carefully, you'll see Israeli soldiers shooting at the hospital. I don't know if there are patients in the hospital or if it's just an empty shell, but does anybody... uh, outside of Israel and the United States, accept, uh, accept uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's statement that the death of civilians is, in Gaza is just the cost of war. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. No, absolutely not. Uh, In fact, I I just saw a time-lapse video from uh, Washington, D.C., a protest, I guess, on Saturday. And it's amazing. Uh, there are at least 300,000 people in the streets there. And so getting getting that size of a crowd out is significant. Most of the people, though, in the United States are not hearing or seeing those images, but they are being seen around the world. And Hamas itself has been pretty slick in producing propaganda videos. And, and when I call them propaganda, I'm not saying necessarily they're lies, but right. they, are, they are designed to elicit an emotion designed to produce, present a particular point of view and to get people on board. And when, and when you see those videos, they're professionally produced and they, you know, they touch all the right hot buttons in terms of, uh, you know, the, one of the latest ones they put out showed a mother wailing over her dead children, which who, is um, heartrending. Who, who's winning the propaganda war, Hamas or Israel? I would say I'd say uh, Hamas. Um, in fact, we said sort of an indication of uh, the Israelis and Bibi Netanyahu realizing that they're that they are uh, coming up short uh, when they had this one minister in his government the other day during a radio interview, just in an offhanded remark, said, "Yeah, yeah, we could nuke. We probably should nuke Gaza." Something to Ooh. that effect. And, oh my God. The reaction from around the world was, uh, you know, pretty quick and pretty uh, strong in condemning it. When what were, was interesting though is, BB didn't he didn't wait, you know, thirty minutes. Boy, he was out saying, "Oh, that's that's crazy, that's crazy talk." And but he didn't fire the guy. But he still understood that he needed to get out in front and denounce that story because immediately the Saudis put out a document. From their foreign ministry condemning it and you know i've heard uh, last week a couple of weeks ago that uh, u.s officials through the intelligence channels are are hearing are saying that oh well you know saudi arabia really they're not that they're not that supportive of uh, hamas they're going to be with us well i don't think so you know uh ray and mcgovern and i talked about this uh, earlier israel mm-hmm. is about the size of new jersey the Gaza Strip is about the size of Manhattan and a chunk of uh, of the Bronx. Uh, is Israel admitting that it has nuclear weapons? Do they not understand uh, that the the offspring of the explosion can be a tremendous blowback? Or do they have low-yield tactical nuclear weapons? Or is this minister just filled with hate and he doesn't know what he's talking about? You know, I hadn't thought about that angle until you just said it. That was a tacit admission that Israel has nuclear weapons, something that they've been 
uh, you know, loath to admit over the right. years. So as Ray points <laughs> out, they they can't admit it because under U.S. law, we cannot provide military assistance to another country right. that has nuclear weapons and doesn't acknowledge it. Right. No. And but, but they, they certainly do have it. I mean, I know that from uh, used to thir- 40 years ago, lived next door to a neighbor who was involved with their uh, nuclear program. And he told me about it. So, you know, they, they've had them for a while. But but on the PR front, you've seen, you know, Anthony Blinken's running around the Middle East. So first he went with Bibi Netanyahu. So he's trying, you know, they're playing the word game. We're not going to call it a ceasefire. We want to call it a humanitarian pause. And so uh, he he went out and wanted to sell that line to Bibi Netanyahu. And they met. Blinken came out at the press conference alone. Netanyahu wouldn't be standing there alongside him. And then uh, with 30 minutes after Blinken finishes speaking, Bibi Netanyahu comes out and says, you know, basically ridiculous. We're not going to do that. No. So then... Blinken goes over to Amman, Jordan, and he's there. He meets with uh, King Abdullah, or the, the Jordanian foreign minister, and a representative from the foreign minister, the foreign minister of Egypt, and uh, the United Arab Emirates, and Saudi Arabia. There was a whole group, and you know he was trying to buy them off to say, "Okay, hey, support us. We'll we'll support a two-state solution." And they all said, "We'll get to that eventually." No, right now, stop. Get a ceasefire. Stop Israel from killing these children. Stop them from killing the women. Uh, so Blinken goes away empty-handed from that. Takes off, goes to Iraq. Similar result. You know, he had there. He had to dress up in body armor. You know, what what a great success we achieved in Iraq with all, all of our money spent over those years. You stopped to wear body armor, and then now today he's in Turkey. So uh, Blinken's getting the you know the stiff arm at every one of these Arab capitals. And it's really showing the uh, inept leadership at the Department of State and the overall lack of vision from the U.S. Uh, on a diplomatic front. So his his diplomacy is a failure. Yeah. Uh, what, what is Biden's goal in Gaza? If, if unconditional support of Israel means what the words mean, then the president of the United States will cause American weaponry to slaughter uh, innocent uh, civilians for what? To get reelected? Yeah. No, he's, listen, he's playing both sides of this, trying to play both sides of it, not doing a very good job of it. Uh, first, the, the initial response was, we're with Israel 100%. We're, we got your back. And, you know, as we've said before, anytime you hear Uncle Sam say he's got your back, you better be careful. You know, look over your shoulder. Um, but then here's Blinken going around selling his message of two-state. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're firmly on board for a two-state solution. That's what we want. And I'll guarantee you most of the supporters of Israel in the United States are going, what? To, right. No, no, there's not going to be a two. We're not backing that. So you've got the Arab populations, uh, immigrants in the United States who are very angry at the Biden administration for what they see as facilitating the murder of women and children in Gaza. And now you're going to have a, a more of the uh, pro-Israeli types uh, being very angry at Biden for undermining Israel at its moment of need. So the, I, this thing's it's, it's gotten very messy. Here's um, uh, cut seven, Chris. Here's um, Secretary Blinken 
trying to explain what a pause for aid is. It is important to reaffirm Israel's right to defend itself, indeed its obligation to do so, and to take necessary steps so that October 7th can never happen again. But it's also very important the way Israel does that. And that's what we've talked to the Israeli government about, uh, with taking every possible measure to protect human life, to prevent civilian casualties, as well as to ensure that those who are in need have the assistance that they need. To that end, I think we all share deep concern about the plight of civilians uh, in Gaza, men, women, and children who need most essential things uh, to get by. Uh, we've worked very hard to make sure that that assistance can flow to them. Uh, but it's also one of the reasons why humanitarian pause would be so important, to make sure that we can maximize the assistance getting to uh, the Palestinians, that we can make sure that people can move about safely, uh, that they can get to places where they're safe, uh, and uh, that, uh, again, we can make sure that not only is, is aid flowing in, but those who are responsible for distributing it get in, the right structures can be built to make sure that people can benefit from it. You know, he's trying to walk such a fine line, Larry. Uh, yeah. Everybody condemns uh, the slaughter of innocents, whether it's Hamas slaughtering Israelis or the Israeli military slaughtering uh, Palestinians. He's got a boss who's 110% behind uh, the Israelis. He has a, a human heart and understands uh, suffering. He's just been rebuffed by uh, Netanyahu. He went to Jordan where the king wouldn't be seen in public with him. We don't know with whom he met in private. That statement was made in Jordan. He looked and sounded terrible, insecure, and, and, and without adequate sleep. Yeah, no, no, he's he's not uh, getting a warm reception, warm in the sense of friendly. He may be getting it warm in terms of some heated commentary and, and threats hurled at him. But what what you're seeing take place in Gaza? I mean, Israel they've destroyed they're destroying all the fishing boats, for example, making sure that the Gazans can't fish, can't feed themselves. That front, uh, they're destroying roads. I, I understand that the Al Quds Hospital had to close today. Finally. Uh, because the roads around it were destroyed, that literally no vehicle could drive there. They couldn't get uh, get any supplies in and out. And then, the, the, you know, the, the Israelis have played a double game. They told these people, oh, evacuate the north, head to the south. They did that, and then some of those col columns of civilians traveling were strafed and bombed and killed. And so now the Gazans are going, no matter where we go, we're, we're going to be targeted. So... You, you've got this going on, and meanwhile, people are ignoring that uh, Hezbollah is increasing on a daily basis its rocket barrages into Israel. I think it's just a matter of time before that that war that that war front really opens up, and Israel is going to have to divide its forces and focus on a on a northern front as well as what's going on in Gaza. You, you and I uh, share the same view when it comes to the right of the people to keep and bear arms. However, the New York Times reports this morning that the government of Israel is asking the U.S. for 
permission to purchase. You know, the U.S. The government, U.S. government doesn't manufacture it, but manufacturers here in the U.S. do. Twenty-four thousand machine guns, automatic yeah. weapons, not semi-automatic, automatic. Yeah. One trigger pull, the entire magazine is empty. They've been unlawful in the United States since 1934. 90 well, yeah. years. That's what the Israelis are asking for 24,000 of them, not for the military, but to give to civilian settlers in the West Bank. Yeah. No, that's that's stupid. It's crazy. So when you fire full automatic, you know, you get you get like an AR platform and it can fire full automatic. The accuracy of the fire is, unless you're very well trained and have extensive experience with it and have shot thousands of rounds through it, you're not going to be able to control it. So they start firing and the, and the, the muzzle, the front of the muzzle raises up right. and, the, and the bullets go God knows where. Uh, that's number one. And just passing these out to civilians, that, you know, this, this is nothing but emotional, feel-good nonsense. Uh, Fully automatic weapons, are, in my opinion, are stupid in warfare because they they are very difficult to control. It's you're much better off with your regular semi-automatic uh, uh, AR-15. Fire off two or three rounds under control, so you can hit your target. That's yep. that's the point of that thing. Be interesting to see what the gun control crowd in Congress, which is very pro-Israeli. Uh, feels about this because the State Department on Friday evening when nobody was in town, the New York Times picked this up, sent notice to Congress as they must. They don't need Congress's permission, but they notified Congress. We'll see if Congress wants to do anything about it. So I don't think they've actually signed off on these 24, $34 million for 24,000 machine guns. I didn't even know machine guns were manufactured in the U.S. since they're well, illegal for everyone, even, even the police, it's illegal for them to own. No, no, they're, they're, they're around, and the military has them. But what you, we have to figure out is, are they talking about a, a, a SAW, squad automatic weapon, which uh, is one of the, quote, machine guns, uh, you know, fully automatic uh firearms that the U.S. military uses, or are they talking about selling them fully automatic M4s and AR-15s? So quite a difference. A lot of times it's just people use the terminology wrong, uh, or are they talking an actual bit like a belt-fed machine gun, which wow. that'd be sort of silly to pass out to your civilian population because the weight of it alone is uh, difficult to cart around. Larry, my dear friend, always a pleasure. Thank you. No matter what we're talking about, thank you very much. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on Friday at the Intel uh, Roundtable uh, sure. with Professor McGovern. <laughs> okay. We'll see you then. Thanks, Judge. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I misspoke earlier when I said Colonel McGregor at 3.30. He's at 3 o'clock today, Eastern Time, the new Eastern Time, Eastern Standard uh, Time. Colonel Douglas McGregor. We'll see you then, Judge Napolitano, for judging freedom. Judge Napolitano here. The world is falling apart and the government wants to spend money to try and save it. The Israelis are defending themselves from the greatest onslaught in their history. Ukraine is collapsing. We are trying to fund both on borrowed money and borrowed time. The Federal Reserve keeps raising interest rates so everything you own is worth less and everything you earn can buy less. What can you do about it? You can buy gold and silver, the most stable commodities 
on the planet in the past 3,000 years. The government can't print more of it and can't interfere with it. Where should you buy your gold and silver? Do what I did and go to Lear Capital. Call 800-511-4620 or go to learjudsnap.com. You'll have a very interesting conversation with a very knowledgeable person. No heavy pressure. And if you want to diversify what's in your IRA from stocks and mutual funds, consider physical gold and silver. Ask about a gold-backed IRA. You can take this information and discuss it with your spouse. And when you call, find out if you can qualify for up to $15,000 in bonus gold or silver. Call today, 800-511-4620, learjudgenap.com. When you talk to them, tell them the judge sent you.